Welcome to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system, and L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Hey, it's Trent Clark, CEO of Leadershipity, Serial Entrepreneur, longtime coach and professional baseball coaching three World Series, and welcome to the Winners Find a Way show. I am super pumped up today. I have the CEO of Rebellious Beverage, good friend of mine, Doug Dumars. Doug, what's up, buddy? How you doing, Trent? Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate this. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I'm excited, man. First of all, a little shout out to Doug and the brand, man. Like, listen, Rebellious Beverage is probably the best product I've ever had. And as a traveler, <laughs> this is absolutely huge for me. I'm a healthy guy. I'm constantly into organics. Five ingredients in the whole thing, plant-based, organic green tea, which I'm always trying to speed up my system. Yeah, look at those right there. A yeah, single I got, pack. I got the Rebellious Energy and I've got the refreshers, yeah. right? Like these are just yeah. the goods, man. And uh, I'm telling you, I, and, and Doug, I'm, I'm like addicted to the peach, right? I can't I know. It's one but of I our favorites. I also love that the monk fruit, right? We know like, hey, if you're a Weight Watcher person, like fruits are zero points, right? On the Weight Watcher system. So I don't want something so sweet. And that monk fruit gives it enough flavor to well, really- replace the sugar, right? We have zero sugar in it. And the monk fruit allows us to have a flavor profile without any glucose, increasing your glucose. Yeah. Anytime I'm pumped up on like uh, as a strength and conditioning guy, right? For long-term, I, I pull out those nutrition facts very quickly and I see a bunch of zeros, man. I get fired <laughs> up. Like, but the only problem is when I see a bunch of zeros, it tastes like zero usually. And this is freaking awesome. So, and traveling, planes, COVID, antioxidants, building the immune system, so important. Man, I can't get enough, brother. So everybody, drinkrebellious.com, that's where you find them. Doug, Doug, real quick, tell people how they find you out there. Yeah. So real quick, little tidbit on that product, though. We're a functional beverage company, and we deliver function, not gut fill. So when you're drinking any of our beverages, you're getting your body, it's working for your body. So in our case, we have loads of antioxidants to boost your immune system. We have alethine in there to help help with brain function, et cetera, but literally five ingredients without any sugar, without any calories. Right now, we have it in little packets. You can get them in multi-packs, et cetera. Trent shows in 24 counts. Varieties, we have four packs and 12 packs. But uh, eventually we'll be in a bottle or a can. I've got a lot of bottling background as well. So we'll do some things like that down the road. But uh, right now, that's the path. Yeah, these that are we're my 24 at. packets right so, here. That's yeah. A 24 packet shot. And like, I also love this 110% awesomeness. Which there you go. I, I can actually confirm that. It is actually 110% awesomeness. Yeah. And on the back of the packet, you might watch out because you might even get some rainbows shooting from your eyes as well. It says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be careful. I, that hasn't happened to me yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Some more uh, so Get excited there. to talk so. about the shop today, Doug. Yeah. Both you and I are, and of course, everybody at Drink Rebellious. Doug, where do they find you at? Yeah, drinkrebellious.com. You can find me through there as well. Reach out if, if it's not me directly, someone will get a hold of me. I'm at LinkedIn under Doug Dumars as well. So there's a places you can find me there. 
So I love it. Love it. All right. So with Doug, let's talk a little bit about as we get into the Winners Find a Way show. Love having CEOs, one percenters. Doug's background is unique. He's a veteran of big corporate, PepsiCo, Kraft Foods. You and I are both Michiganders, so you know. We got that going for us. Absolutely, yeah. You know, in the greatness of Michigan. So we're all about the mitten. So yeah. excited about that. Longtime extensive senior manager and then launching all these other brands. Finally decide like, hey, listen, I, I want to launch my own global brand. And off you go, off and running. Adrian kid, Adrian Michigan kid. That's a, that's real south. Like he's near the <laughs> Ohio border. And uh, be careful, he might be a oh, rocket. Yeah. Jump over to Toledo, to my alma mater. Yeah. And then undergrad Bronco at Western Michigan yeah, and then MBA, cool. right? At Michigan yeah, State? Michigan. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about, did you marry a Michigan girl? I did. Yes. Nice. Yeah. yeah that's good. Well, I, met, her I Scott, met her at college. And yeah. Yep. You guys met where? At Western. At Western. Okay, good. So extensive financial experience. You start rebellious. What's when you see this? I mean, obviously we're healthy guys. We're workout guys. You're really upper level basketball player. I know you're not an NBA guy, but you're a good basketball player. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not over. Did I, did I oversell the upper level? <laughs> no, right, no, no, you're no. a heck of a rec guy. How about yeah, that? Yeah, I haven't quite some time, but yeah. So yeah. the one thing that, that it kind of comes back to me with the, the, the Fortune 50 at Pepsi and Kraft and, and that kind of career most of a career I had there is, is like, what kind of craziness would I leave something like that to go out on my own to start something? Yeah. It's insane. And, and it's pretty unique to a degree. I mean, obviously other people have done those things as well. Most people start when they're much younger, early on, basically don't know enough to be scared to go do it, et cetera. Yeah. But, but one of the things that this benefited me is it's that schooling through the corporate world of what to do, what not to do, what to take to the trade, how the trade works, all these things that are super important that to help be successful as, as you, you launch something new, especially in an ultra competitive space like a beverage or a functional beverage. There's, there's nothing short of that now. 10 years ago, far less. Now there's quite a bit. So we're going into something a little bit unique. Our little packets are liquid instead of powder. So that's a big point of difference we have in here. So it just pours right into the glass or a bottle but because uh, there's a lot of powders out there and we purposely stayed away from the bottle or can. I got quite a bit of experience at Pepsi, intimately knowledge in that space. So as we look at things to be point of difference and where can we grow, where can we gain distribution, where can we reach consumers, we can do things very differently in this single serve unique experience that's portable that you can take with you that meets all the on-trend criteria of organic and limited ingredients and functional product. If we were to bottle or can, there'd be a lot of places I couldn't go. For instance, hotels always have a Pepsi or Coke contract and they wouldn't bring in many other things. It's changed a little bit over some time, but it's still very difficult. With our product, we're having a lot more success being able to come in there as something different and unique to them yeah. to offer because those big companies don't necessarily bring that to the market. Well, it's a good point about like the craziness of going entrepreneur, right? <laughs> like you're in these great brands. Everyone, I'm sure like people are lining up like, hey, my dream job is to work for PepsiCo or Kraft Foods. Like these are major players. A lot of people are looking to climb that corporate ladder in a company, two companies that are stability is at the high end, right? They're not going anywhere. They're, they're right. highly accredited, obviously fortune 50, but I would say the, the thing I love about it, cause I see corporate people like every week. Right. And people are always like, man, I'd like to kind of go on my own and be the entrepreneur. I've started 12 companies. So I'm like the entrepreneur whisperer. Everyone wants to tell me like, Hey, I think I want to do this. And but you're right. When you get 40, 50 years old and and you start going like, man, I got three kids. I got college coming. I got a nice house. So I want to risk everything on this line. And 
It reminds me of two good friends of mine who are both multi New York Times bestseller authors. And they told me once, like, we have hundreds and thousands of people a year come up and go, man, I, I want to write a book. I, I could be an author. And they get so excited. And I know both of them send out very personal emails when someone says, hey, I just finished my book. And they're like, I really only send out about five a year because so few people actually will do it. We'll just sit down and get the thing written and get it published somehow. Right. And so it, it's the same, I think, in this world. Like, hey, I'd like to go take a shot at this. And all right, how do you feel like now you've been out here like, what do you think, three years, four years? So, so about two, just over three with Rebellious that we, we started this you out. You feel good about uh, it? I, I feel good about it. I really do. <laughs> the, the drawback is, is that we went down a path that kind of hampered us a little bit when COVID came more than I would have expected. Yeah. Uh, we were making grounds in hotels. We were making grounds in hospitals, non-traditional retail. We purposely stayed out of retail. And when COVID came, I mean, who would have thought the travel industry was going to ever come to a halt? Yes. I mean, no one, this doesn't happen, right? Even 9-11 didn't stop travel very long. And so for things like this, it was totally out of bounds on, on happening. The one thing I wish I would have done a little different is I would have delivered, I would have hit our local market. So I'm, I'm a Michigan, grew up in, born and raised in, or raised in Michigan, but grew or transplanted here to Chicago a number of years ago. We, we should have hit the Chicago market from a retail standpoint and then stopped and then done everything we wanted to do from a strategic distribution standpoint and build the business up that way. And then when the time was right, come in as a strong position of strength to retail and, and start building that up. As we are growing in retail now, COVID set that back. We didn't have that the gains that we were looking for in all these outlets, which also would have led to more sampling and more product and people having it and they're very transient. And all of those are all the right reasons to do all that. So that's the one thing in retrospect I would have done different if I do it again, but our strategy is still strong. I mean, it's yeah. the right way to go. It's the path of least resistance to a degree, early success or early failures if you need to. It's one thing to kind of go into a handful of outlets or a couple of different hotel properties or even a couple of hospital properties or some other non-traditional retail outlets. And if something doesn't happen, the POS doesn't work right, the shelf thing that falls apart, whatever might happen to you, fortunately those didn't happen to us, but if it did, you kind of fail small. It's another thing to be in a thousand 7-Elevens and all of a sudden not see your product turn, which happens all the time for companies. Yes, so right. to have that be, that's a big fail and that's a very costly fail. And so we kind of circumvented around those so that by the time we do hit these, we're coming in with, we've been in what, just over three years and, and we're probably on our three and a half versions of some of our flavors. Yeah. And it's not that they were wrong to start with. It was just that as we've evolved, we've got a little better on what we were doing with it. The manufacturing got a little sharper, taste profile got even better. And now we're super happy and super pumped about what we have behind us. And, you know, to your point on the peach that you like, it's, it's one of our best. And there's many others that have very similar traits to it. And uh, we're also building out in uh, sports teams, their athletic departments, their yeah. nutrition teams. And I always thought we might need to come out with rebellious athlete to tap into that space. But it's like, whoa, stop. There's a boatload of electrolyte products out there. I, don't bring another yeah, yeah, one yeah. out the market. Bring me something to increase focus. Give me energy without that spike in a crash, a natural yeah. energy level, a natural caffeine even in there. And that's the feedback we've gotten, which has just completely changed a little bit of the direction we've gone from launch to now. And again, that's exciting as well to see those things kind of come 
going through. And um, I think coming from your background, I mean, in my sports background, of course, you have big sponsorships with PepsiCo, the Gatorade, <laughs> and some of the other electrolyte drinks that were really big back in the day and kind of narrowed now. But the insiders know we, we usually went to Pedialyte on really hard stuff because the sugar content was so much lower, right? And so it was like, wait a minute, like we can't load up and have everybody cramping, get these issues that we have. And like, I'll have this, this big crash on the backside, right? And so it was funny because you're looking for these pro athletes going, hey, where's the infant aisle? <laughs> you know, like, Pedialyte's what I need, right? And That's hilarious because when I talk to people that aren't as close to the isotonic area or the sports drink space. And I'm like, you don't understand when they, they show the sideline, they show those Gatorade bottles or on the football field and they show those Gatorade bottles. Half the time, that's not Gatorade in there. I mean, Gatorade's paying for the airtime and everything. And yeah, there's a boatload of money and it's driving bill or what, yeah. 5 billion in sales, 4 billion in sales. But at the end of the day, the elite athletes aren't necessarily drinking Gatorade. Right. Uh, for our product, I'm not looking for ours to be during competition as much as a pre and a post post because yes. of the focus, the refreshment, the hydration component to it. Because you still need your supplement most likely for the recovery, whether it's muscles or more hydration or the gel packs, if it's a marathon or whatever that might be, or halftime of a of a u.s soccer game where you're running around for 45 minutes straight right or a hot day in nfl or college football where they're cramping up in the afternoons we always see that in august and september where yes, kids are right. up. you have some of our product an hour before the game now you're hydrated but it's out of your stomach so you're not cramping from stomach cramps you're loading up your cells and your bloodstream and, and everything and you're getting a functional energy component as well that'll help as you continue to drink water and, and hydrate throughout your activity yeah, such positive proponents with the green tea, of course, and being organic product is a big thing in our family, right? We're very considerate of all the other things that are added and even the processing issues that you see in things. But man, I, I got to tell you, the other thing I love about Rebellious Beverage is your email, right? Like I get all sorts of great menu items. I just, just things that are just driving health in our family. It's a big deal. So yeah, and we don't have to spam people on that either. We send that out once a week, our rebellious report, a couple of tidbits, even a little rebellious fun at the bottom for some kind of off the wall things you might see. Yeah. And it's something that we get a lot of positive comments at. That's thank you very much. Appreciate it. Good. Cause I having some fun. I love it. Yeah. Hey, if you're going to be in this entrepreneurial game, you might as well have some fun, right? Absolutely. Because so, it's not all fun all the time. <laughs> so for those tuning into the show first time, like winners find a way is about adversity, right? If you face stiff adversity, felt like the losses are mounting, need to find a better way. I think you came to the right place, whether you were already entrepreneur, athlete, business leader, looking to start your journey to being elite. I think this is the perfect podcast and show for you. We talk to one percenters about their way up on their way and going through it. And I often think that people think like it's going to be this easy road. Like, oh, hey, here's the stairs. Just go on up. <laughs> you're you're going to go on to the top. There's a nice stair set. Like, And that's just not the typical route, right? Before we dive into that, Doug, what's one thing that most people don't know about you? Wow. I don't know. People mistake you for Edward Burns? Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> when I was- I uh... know Edward Burns, the actor. Please watch Platoon, The Holiday- like Doug's a spot on like voiceover for Edward Burns. <laughs> and then of course he's got the hair too. So. I don't know. When I was in high school, I did a couple of triathlons. Um, nice. I was a younger kid, N nothing major. What What is now called the Olympic race or Olympic distance kind of, but uh, that's probably something most people don't know. Yeah, so. no, no Iron Man yet, huh? No, I'm well past the Iron Man. <laughs> well, now, now I'm the marathon. I'll probably figure out the bike and the swim because I used to swim when I was real young. But the running thing, 
that's once you get past that about marathon. five miles, my body just yeah, says, just, yeah, that's not happening. Just a marathon to finish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After, you, after, after 120 you, miles. You, after you swim, what, three miles and yeah, bike yeah. Uh, 112. It's just a marathon. That's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. A little, little walk in the park. So let's talk a little bit about background. Like kid, Adrian, Michigan, you grow up, great family, got a lot of things going on. You got family in the, around the state. Like, was there a moment like says, oh, I'm going to own my own company one day, or mm -hmm. I'm going to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 or, or whatever you thought. Like, did you have a moment that said, hey, this is what I'm on? Or were, or were you gunning for the NBA? <laughs> no, when I was in college, I was in aviation to start. So I went to school as the aviation program, the fly. Good but one I at Western Michigan. Very I good. didn't want to fly corporate. I wanted to just fly mostly private or whatever. Or I'm sorry, I didn't want to fly commercial. I wanted to fly more corporate, et cetera. And as a sports fan, it would have been great to fly around the Pistons or the Red Wings or something like yeah. that at the time. And then I realized, well, why would I fly on somebody else's beck and call? So let's figure out a way that the pilots are flying for me at some point. So when I went into finance as a major, it was just all part of key decision making. And the one thing, and it's never changed, is I just want to be part of key decision processes for companies. So whether that's we're buying a business or selling off something or or going IPO or whatever the decision matter is, they all come back to financial decisions. So as long as I can help add value and understand those things and then move forward. So my early days, I, I got involved in a strategy group at Kellogg's and then I, I came into Pepsi, did a lot of different things for about eight years, moved all around Michigan a few times with them. And then I left because I was kind of, you know, I, I yarned for more. It was a good situation, but it just wasn't, the opportunities were kind of restricted at that time. And uh, when I came over to Kraft Foods, the opportunity was international finance. So again, it was North America, it was, it was US related. So this added something else to what I did. Then I got involved in global strategy and investor relations, and we separated a company. So like all of these things kind of layered onto each other with these experiences. And throughout all of that, I really acted very entrepreneurial. I never once thought I'd compete with Pepsi or technically we're not today, but maybe in the future we would be, but go out into the beverage space or anything like that, the, the compete against these, it was never something I, I dreamed of or did. Although I was reminded a couple of years ago that somebody I worked at Pepsi said, oh yeah, I knew you were going to do something like this. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, you were talking about some business idea before the do or whatever and this and that. I go, really? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. I think we did have this conversation. And so the little things that I might've been that guy before, it's like, hey, I yeah. want to do these things, but I, there's no way that's going to happen type of thing. And then as when I left Kraft after this and, and did a few other things and kind of just the opportunity kind of sat here and I'm like, man, there's really an opportunity to drive some, some change in the beverage space that's happening. Now, other people thought that as well, because there's been a lot of new items come out in the last handful of years. But, uh, but at the end of the day, we're still playing in a vertical that is a little bit unique to uh, many others that are out there and get some pretty good traction in it. So I think we're up to change the game a little bit in the beverage space. And if we can force some of these bigger players to do some things differently as well, that all signs point to the right solution. I love it. Let's talk about the four disciplines of execution quote that I like from Chris McChesney and Sean Covey that winners when shown data that they are losing, find a way to win. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a longtime competitor, you can really identify with that. I think that's part of that entrepreneurial or entrepreneurial spirit. When things aren't going well, like, hey, this is why people have roles in major organizations. Like, hey, when things aren't going well, you're the guy who's going to take on the challenge and repair it, right? Like, yeah. and that's why you have a job. If everything was smooth, you know, we probably don't need this many of people. Like if everything was smooth, I could do this with 15 instead of 20, right? 
but challenges arise and those people rise up because they solve challenges. So talk to me about time you were up against it, thought like the losses are mounting and you're trying to figure out a better way. And what kind of walk me through a scenario where you've been through that, either in personal or in the business? Well, with as an entrepreneur, with we, we don't have a lot of headcount. So we outsource yeah. a lot of the key roles. Our social media is outsourced. Obviously, we have influence in it all. Our design work is outsourced. Our manufacturing is outsourced. Again, kind of breaking the rules a little bit around the traditional manufacturing and ownership of that. And it's good and it's bad, right? It, it's good from a low cost of capital to et cetera. We get some of the best talent to work on our brand and, and do things yeah. for it without having to have a full-time staff that we kind of grow into, which means we're spending a boatload of money before we can get there from a sales standpoint. But the hardest part on, on things like you're talking about is, is it's the million hats you have to wear as an entrepreneur. So as you're talking about in a company, if something's going wrong and you're like, you got, you're there to help fix it or with your team, everything I'm involved in. So whether it's the supply chain issue today or conversation, which is such a hot topic in the world right now, right? I know far more about cargo shipping than I ever wanted to know. And that's why <laughs> we had film coming across the ocean, but everything else is made here in the state. So we never have an issue with, or containers aren't available so that the freight costs go up. So people in my circle and things, so we can talk about that with them or why my trucking expense is so much higher to, to, for LTL to get to, to some of the retailers that, that we need to ship to. All of these things that I wasn't involved in before because at my large companies I was a part of, it's, you know, everybody's got a lane, right? <laughs> Someone else is dealing with yeah. all these. In almost all cases, none of this was me in this front. So I've become a resident expert in a lot of things, including manufacturing, although I did spend time on our plant floors at both com- both of these big, large companies. So whether I'm an expert or not, I'm relatively pretty knowledgeable in the space. So it's a, that that's the hardest part. And the one thing for me that, and I think all relatively small companies are faces, including the large ones, is, is the speed of how fast the marketing arm is changing right now. Yes. So 15 years ago, Pepsi Craft been around 100 plus years, 150 years. 15 years ago, it was this traditional model of TV, radio, print that was there, but it was it was growing. But that was still where a lot of it was spent and things like that. Well, social media comes on board, everything changes. And just the cost of advertising, forget about TV and things like that. We have done a little bit in that space, but it's more of a proof of concept that, that we've done. But from a digital standpoint, which is where just about everybody's spending money today, that price has gone up almost 50% to 100% in the last 12 months. What you pay and what you get out of it, it's costing you almost 2x to get those returns from a year ago. And as the rules have changed with Facebook, Amazon's changed their algorithm 100 times. All these things are kind of against, there's the big companies, Procter & Gamble and Pepsi, all spending money in that space, driving up the cost. So it's that constant change and tweaking and tooling is probably some of the things that are the hardest and the most unpredicted that things that I didn't think about as much a couple of years ago as, as we got in. So that's the biggest challenge and finding the right people to help solve those things for us. I think one of the things is getting creative about those solutions too, right? I mean, I think that's one of the first things I think people who leave the entrepreneurial world and go back in the space is like, wow, look at all this support. <laughs> like I've got all these tools at my, at my leisure here that I can utilize and I've got a marketing department and HR and like, and yeah, that entrepreneurial world means like you're doing all that right yeah, and you kind uh, of forget that those were there before <laughs> yeah right you're like oh my god i should have valued them more <laughs> right yeah. what do you think of the superpower that separates you catapulted to the one percent doug what do you think that uh, putting you in that space honestly for me it's it's more of a drive and a vision 
I've been around great mentors, great companies that have given me opportunity to, to flourish. I used to say when I was in a global strategy role that I always flew without any cover. All the things I did, no one checked my work. We couldn't do it. So, but I'm turning things into the CEO of a $45 billion, $75 billion company, right? And I used to say, worst case was I wasn't going to be asked back into the meeting. And, or I'm sorry, best case was if something went wrong, I wasn't going to be asked back in the meeting. And worst case was he'd walk me out the door. What I didn't have. I didn't have like my immediate boss or a team that could vouch for me and jump on and make cover because things were so critical and so short time that things had to be done. And that's just the way I operate. And so for me, it's being able to jump into something when necessary, reach out, don't be afraid to ask for help, which is still hard, by the way, because it's that's not an easy thing to do. To ask people, say, hey, I'm just not that expert, or I, I can use another hand or another eye, set of eyes and things like that. That's because you want to be known as the expert, or I'm clearly and perceived to be the expert. My background in food and bath be different if I was a 25-year-old kid that had grandma's favorite recipe or whatever, and didn't know anything about commercialization, and everybody would kind of look at you a little bit different, but the expert coming in here. So that's some of the hardest things. But that's also what sets me apart, right? Taking that background, that knowledge, and applying it and coming out with things. Our power wing that's over my shoulder is, is some of the best I've ever seen in the marketplace. Team design that we that I had a lot of influence in. We have a rack that is, is something unlike anything I've seen in there. It's just top notch that uh, no other beverage companies put something together for the consumer that that we're doing. And, and the suppliers like pushing back a few things. And then when I finally got them to do what I wanted, they're like, oh my God, this is this turned out to be the best we've ever produced for anybody. And might have to steal that for somewhere. I go, yeah, as long as I get a royalty. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's so things like that that I'm able to bring in from experiences and, and experts and tap into things I've done in the past and key contacts that, that I've always stayed in contact with to help get through things. Yeah, you talked a little bit earlier about, hey, had I known all this COVID and the lockdown was going to last this long, I would have done things differently. Like, that hindsight's 2020, right? But for someone who's mired in the mix right now, right, Doug? I mean, like who's facing adversity, uphill climb, feels like there's no end in sight, can't see the other side of the mountain. What advice would you give them or a value, belief, action to take? Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system, and L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Thank you for listening to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast. Trent, together with the leaders who shared their learning and experiences through this show, are grateful for allowing them to help and support you on your journey to becoming your best. Write a review, rate us five stars, and share this episode to your network.